0: Welcome in to the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Eager, and with me today, uh, as he has been every Saturday, uh, is Ben Baum. Ben, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, this is a little bit
1: of a different rendezvous for us, I guess, here, but we are still bringing you the FCS action, so I'm looking forward to it. We got a, you know, basically a full full slate here coming up here on Saturday, and I'm ready to kind of dive into it with you. So.
0: Yeah, last week was not what I would consider a... Uh, a rendezvous type, uh, I think we were like <laughs> one and four, one and five. I thought they were good picks. Um, there were some, uh, that, you know, like Grambling State didn't really give us a good effort, Dixie State either. Um, but there were some, uh, I thought that that under that we had in the very first game. Of uh, Saturday, three uh, nothing after one, and then all the scoring, the floodgates open. So,
1: right, hopefully.
0: It, NDSU, NDSU should have gotten to the window. I feel like as well with their
1: over 38 yeah. and a half I think they were like stuffed at the goal line or something like that. But we still have Southern Utah to look back on. That's right, the fond memories, I guess. So
0: yeah, Southern Utah was 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 a good one. They it was sort of a no doubter there. Um, so we move on to this week. We'll also talk a little bit at the end uh, about how free agency uh, has affected. Um, some division futures, uh, some draft props, uh, and things like that. But Ben, um, let's let's get started here. We have a, another full slate. We're about halfway through the, uh, the FCS spring season. Uh, what game jumps out at you uh, on Saturday?
1: Yeah, it's a team that I've kind of liked quite a bit already, but Tennessee Martin plus five against Austin Peay. I don't really buy into too much, um, you know, how well Austin Peay has basically played at this point in time. I think they're what are they? Uh, not that great, basically, in our um, EPA per offensive success. I think they're like 32.4% um, in that category. Negative 0.13 EPA per offensive play. So I don't really think Austin P's all that good. I do think that Tennessee Martin's um, probably going to be able to keep pace. I do think this is probably just a little bit too wide of a spread. I would probably make it more close to, like, plus three for Tennessee Martin. So I do think getting anything... Um, you know, out past three is definitely a viable place. So that's probably one of my favorite plays. I think that one's actually coming up here um, on Sunday, not Saturday, unfortunately, though. So.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that you're going to have to wait a little bit for that one. That's fine. I mean, uh, there's nothing better than a Sunday game uh, after some of these Saturday games. My first game uh, of the weekend, actually this is right, at, right here at noon here on Saturday, um, South Dakota going on the road, coming here to Ohio, Play Young, Youngstown State. This number has been minus one and a half basically the whole week. I bet it um, early, thinking that it would move out a little bit. Um, total on the game 42. I like South Dakota here. I think Youngstown State, um, you know, has sprung back after getting um, after getting shut out in their first performance of the year. Um, but they're still they're under 40 percent success rate on offense, um, uh, almost 50 percent success rate allowed um, on. Uh, on defense, whereas you know South Dakota hasn't been great, uh, they they struggled a little bit. Um, uh, again, uh, I believe it was North Dakota won Thursday night a couple weeks ago, um, but they're you know above forty percent uh, success rate on offense um, and on defense. They are surrendering less you know less than negative point negative .1 expected points added. Also, you know a fairly high recruiting class this year, so I- I'm going to go with that one um, uh, this week.
1: Yeah, I definitely like that one. I think one more that we have basically been on uh, the entire season. Virginia Military Institute, VMI, 63-point total in their game against Samford. Sanford is the three-point favorite in that matchup. But I think we continue to get kind of these high-total games, especially from VMI. Uh, we've been on the under basically every other week i do think this is another viable spot to be on the under as well virginia military institute has you know a slightly positive epa per offensive play stanford's slightly negative but i don't really think um that these are two teams that should necessarily be um having the second highest total on the weekend here so uh the only other game that kind of like you know really is high up there for totals incarnate word versus southeastern louisiana 65 and a half point total um, so I'm kind of leaning towards the under in some of these higher total games, but uh, there are a few other viable total plays. I haven't been um, as, you know, keen or pressed to kind of back any specific team. Um, I know we've kind of been on like the Dixie State bandwagon and stuff like that. I think they, maybe they are a viable play here at 18 and a half, but I've kind of been targeting more of the uh, totals. I do think we'll yeah. probably see um, just a little bit of a lower scoring week from BMI Sanford for sure.
0: Yeah, and, that, and and speaking of, I think of the last one I'm going to go with. Um, this is a team that actually won out right last week, um, which is a lot of fun to watch. And I think got us to the window, at least in the first half over. Um, Western Carolina is going on the road to face Mercer. The total on that game is 51. Um, you know, right there on a key number. Western Carolina's defense this year has been, uh, has left a lot to be desired. Right. And, you know, that was one of the reasons we liked. You know, overs in their game the other the other week. 52% success rate allowed on defense. 0.14 EPA per play. They've they've played a lot of games. They played some games in the fall too. So 560 defensive snaps. Um, So they, you know, I think they're going to give up uh, quite a bit here to Mercer. They're eight point underdogs. And Mercer, there on the other hand, is not. You know, they've played 435 defensive snaps and have a lot of 46% success rate on offense. So to me, that's a cocktail, I think, for an over. Um, That game is going to be at 4 o'clock here today on Saturday. Um, Anytime you can bet an over, and it's statistically supported, I think you have to do it. Um, So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, again, we're about halfway through. We're starting to get data on almost all these teams, um, and, you know, I'm pretty sure uh, you know th- there will be you know more and more things sort of shaping up. I'm looking forward to sort of the playoff stretch here. but uh, you know, it's been fun having FCS football here um, and, and being able to bet on it. but the main the main dish, the main course this week, and we've had three of these podcasts now, is the NFL and free agency. Ben, we've seen a lot of movement in the team futures you know we go to DraftKings our, our friend at DraftKings.com um, um, what is a division future that has moved in a certain direction that you disagree with and what is one that you, do, that you agree with
1: Yeah, I mean, so we continue to kind of see the Saints trend down in the NFC South. I think they were basically like plus 200, plus 225 even a month ago. Of course, Drew Brees officially retired. They've moved down to plus 250, I think. Um, They might have even moved just a little bit more than that uh, on a couple other sites as well. So I do think, you know, fading them is definitely the correct approach. And I do think that you can get, um, you know, a decent number on teams kind of like, you know, the Atlanta Falcons who are basically, um, you know, the dog in this division plus 1200 odds on DraftKings. I don't mind taking you know a stab um, on the Falcons at that price. I do think that they probably should be um, more in contention for the second seed. I do think you know the Panthers have kind of bounced back and forth um, with the Deshaun Watson situation potentially landing him. Uh, They're back up to plus 700 now. I do think even a couple days ago they were down to plus 550 but I do think the Falcons are probably going to end up being the second best team in this division. So at plus 1200 odds I definitely think that their viable play to win the nfc south
0: yeah i mean i think the market has been pricing in the saints you know uh, an opportunity that that drew Brees would come back and also uh, a very real chance that the panthers would be a player in the deshaun watson sweepstakes now right. the legal situation watson is in uh yeah i i don't even know if it's better than a coin flip he'll be traded at this point anymore um the saints obviously are, are rolling with Jameis winston um, or Taysom Hill, but he, in any event, there's no way that the Saints should be you know anywhere close to being uh, as highly regarded relative to the Falcons. I like that, and it's actually gone. I mean, their odds have gone down. Um, right. I think they were 11 to one now, 12 to one. I, I yeah, I disagree with that, and I think that that's a bettable play. Um, one of them that I like. You look at the AFC South, Houston. Fourteen to one. They've been there for a while. Seems actually fairly uh, positive there. Tennessee, you know, plus one thirty. I think Tennessee is going to be bad this year. All the defections they've had. Only real acquisition was Bud Dupree, who is not a very good football player relative to what they paid them. Indianapolis. Carson Wentz is a is a really big wild card there, and yet Indianapolis is minus one hundred six. It has been for most of the time jaguars have gone from 12 to 1 to 10 to 1 i support that movement i think the jaguars have an, have a very real chance uh to win the afc south and at at that price uh you can't go wrong
1: yeah i definitely agree with you i think like the majority of the reasons for why people don't want to back jacksonville at this point in time is kind of like the urban wire situation how is mm-hmm. he gonna transition to the nfl level but i i think i think from you know a team building perspective i don't know how involved he actually is in some of like the personnel decisions and stuff like that. I do think he'll be more of like the X's and O's coach guy but I don't know if he's necessarily going to be really, really influential in some of like, you know, who they're going to draft or whatever. So some of the comments that he says, um, I'm kind of taking it with a grain of salt and I do definitely think, you know, the market has kind of already moved a little bit in our direction. I think I tweeted out, I kind of like the Jaguars at plus 1200, um, you know, last week or maybe early this week and they kind of already moved already in our direction. I think it's only going to get short order um kind of as the offseason progresses so i do think that if you're looking just from a pure value perspective i do think we'll probably see jaguars continue to trend down um you know to win the afc south i do think they could drop all the way down to like plus 500 by the time the season kicks off so i definitely think locking them in at this price um is definitely probably the best you know division future that you could hit on at this point in time
0: pff has partnered with a, a really cool and up-and-coming company called symbol s-i-m-b-u-l-l it's a stock market for sports which seems too good to be true two things that are a lot of fun by themselves combined into one and this is just a new marketplace i mean you've always been able to bet on you know team win total over unders you've been able to bet on teams to win the super bowl um but those are pretty limiting and oftentimes you just want to be able to hold or to just watch your favorite team uh, and see their value evolve over time. Um, Do you think the Cincinnati Bengals are moving in the right direction? You can buy a share of them for $25. Do you think Zach Wilson is going to turn the Jets around? They're $23.91. Or do you think the Chiefs are going to continue to be the predominant team in the NFL? They're $50 right now. You can hold shares of your favorite team or just watch the value of your team oscillate over time you get dividends every time your team wins it's it's a really fun thing and this is a really fun company with with a, I think a great idea so um, PFF symbol enjoy watching the values of your team's change yeah I think so from a value perspective okay moving on to the draft we've seen some movement here some in our direction some away from us is if you haven't listened to this pod for a while, we're we're on Jamar Chase to be the first wide receiver chosen. We're on Zach Wilson to be the second overall pick. Um we also have a little bit sprinkled on Panay Sewell. The Sewell one is interesting. He's currently um minus a thousand to be the first O lineman drafted on DraftKings. Um he was out to minus twelve fifty and now back to minus 1,000. So that really hasn't gone anywhere. First wide receiver draft is where we've seen movement in our direction. Jamar Tate is now minus 225 to be the first wide receiver drafted, followed by Devontae Smith at plus 250, Jalen Waddell at plus 500. I-, I forgot to mention we're also on Javon- Javonte Williams plus 700 to be the first running back taken. This is where we've seen a decent amount of movement. Najee Harris has gone from being – The second most likely running back taken to first at minus 110. Travis Etienne, who was the favorite, is now plus 140. And Javante Williams, you love to see it, is now plus 400. Um, But the one that's interesting to me, Ben, and I want you to sort of comment on, Zach Wilson, we got him at minus, I believe, 167 to be the second overall pick as it was moving. Um, That thing got all the way out to minus 305. Now, as I look at DraftKings Sportsbook, he is minus 200. Still, you know, implied odds pretty good um, to be the number two overall pick. But Justin Fields running a 4-4 is at plus 350, sort of moving in on him. And Trey Lance at 7-1, to one, uh, sort of making those odds a little bit, uh, you know, less there for Zach Wilson. Do you have any impetus to go back in and bet him at minus 200?
1: Um, I mean, I feel really good with our price that we got early on um, in the offseason, basically. And I don't know, I am I like Zach Wilson, but I've kind of been, um, you know, a little bit on the Justin Fields bandwagon. I don't necessarily think he's going to go number two overall, um, but fading him in that spot has, you know, been a little bit more difficult of a process for me. So I'm not, like, super inclined to buy more into Zach Wilson at minus 200. I do think minus 305 is probably a little bit... Um, of a you know too sudden or drastic move and obviously it had some correction back from that price so I don't know I think you know Zach Wilson I do think this is a pretty good price um, at this point I do think it's probably a pretty efficient you know number so I'm probably just you know um, holding steady with what we're holding at this point in time but like you said Javante Williams down to plus 400 uh, it's just something that you absolutely love to see
0: uh, Mac Jones not a ton of movement here we're just going through there's still relatively slim pickings but he was 18 and a half even money uh just a couple weeks ago now it's fifteen and a half and to bet the under it's minus one twenty five if you want to go over even money there plus one hundred. So um not not bad. They also have a first safety drafted prop up on DraftKings Sportsbook for the first time. Trayvon Morig, uh an overwhelming <laughs> favorite minus three oh five. So not not really interesting there. Um anyway there's a lot of hold in that market to uh, javon right. holland the second guy at plus 175 so not not something we really want to get involved in but ben this has been a fun week i know i enjoyed your podcast with george um earlier in the week and and you know this this has been a whirlwind still not everybody uh getting signed kenny galladay a, a high-end free agent uh, still is yet to find a home juju smith schuster Looking my Chiefs in the eye and saying, look, I'd rather play with Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger, which, which is really, you know, it, it, it makes you wonder. But, uh, outrageous. but we've had, we've had some fun, uh, signings, some interesting signings, some surprising signings, um, and, and overall a, a fun week. Yep, definitely. I mean, I'm looking forward to draft season kind of like you touched on. It was kind of a little bit
1: unfortunate. We didn't really get, you know, like the free agent prop bet market that we got that was so robust last season kind of, you know, dissipated without too much uh, offerings, unfortunately, which is a little bit disappointing. But other than that, I do think free agency was um, quite enjoyable. So um, I think you kind of summarized it quite well there.
0: Excellent. Well, for Ben Brown, this has been Eric Eager and this has been your PFF Daily Betting Podcast.